Welcome to the Luvan Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, great time is guaranteed. Join the Luvan Mark Wrestling Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler, and I've got Jenny along with me. Say hello, Jenny. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Uh, that was, it's going to be just talking about the week that was. Uh, we talked about Cody Rhodes and uh, how tough this bastard is. Pretty colors. <laughs> Do you want to call it pretty colors? <laughs> I have never heard an arena go so silent before. I... Like when he took off his ring jacket. I couldn't believe it. I, couldn't I mean, I was it. expecting it to be bad because I remember Triple H's when he did his in Saudi and the pictures that he posted. But my God. Mm-hmm. And the swelling. And can you believe, and, and we'll get on with the rest of our introduction here in just a little bit, but can you believe that there's idiots on the internet that actually thought this was a work? I know people are like, oh, that's makeup. Like, yeah, do you see it rubbing off? Have you never watched Jeff Hardy wrestle with his face paint? <laughs> <laughs> that shit does not stay on <laughs> you can tell you it's can tell it's hard to make up bruises I'm telling I've you I've tried what. before I'm telling you what you can tell you can tell who that somebody has never had a torn peck or, or never torn a ligament at all with that with that comment that they have never actually touched grass in their life and torn anything sprained anything or broken a, broken a bone and watched something bruise up Okay. I had I read someone's comment. They're talking about how he could have died from internal bleeding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's not yeah. that kind of internal bleeding. It's not the same, but there. Yeah, it's bleeding there. It's blood. I mean, I've sprained and broken my foot about seven different times, and it turns like three shades of purple. Nothing like what Cody turned it. Nothing like what Cody's chest swelled up and and his arm swelled up and and looked like during that match. When he pulled off his robe and it was just like, it was just like, oh my God. I felt his pain. I felt his pain way deep in my soul. And all these people tell me that it's, oh, it's a work. It's not a fucking work. There's no way you can work that. Okay? I mean, what? I mean, you've never gone outside in your life and broken a bone or damn stubbed your toe at fucking all if you think that is a work. Touch some fucking grass and go hurt yourself and come back and tell me what Cody what happened to Cody is a fucking work. Jesus yeah. Christ. Fucking internet morons. <laughs> we love the internet morons. Oh my god. Oh, and, and we've got some more stuff from some i I've got a I've got a rant about AEW in there and how they've handled the uh, CM Punk situation. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a good one because I'm gonna I'm gonna go channel my inner Jim Cornette for this one. Uh, Jenny, you got anything going on that you would like to talk about before we get going? No, let's just dive in. Oh, let's just dive into this. We, thing. I think we got a lot of shit because we we should have started recording twenty minutes ago. Yes, we, we were having a really good conversation. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we was having a really good conversation. So we well, what we what me and Jenny was talking about before we started recording was the AEW the handling of the uh, handling of the AEW World Championship. We talked about some other things, and we're going to talk about them right now. But we're going to talk about the handling of the AEW World Championship first. And of course, everybody knows that CM Punk had had broke his foot somehow or another, 
and uh, he had to have surgery, which is successful surgery, but he's going to be out probably, I don't know, six, eight weeks, maybe. Oh, the foot? I thought it was his knee. No, it's his foot. Oh, okay. They said lower leg, which is not his knee. So that's encouraging. I mean, even if it is like an MCL, even if he did partially tear an MCL, it's, it's still like four or five Oh, that's right. We were talking about this last week. Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe it's MCL. Yeah. That's where it, I'm getting yeah. from. Yeah. Even if he partially tore an MCL, it's only like four or five weeks. It's the ACL and PCL is what you got to watch out for. The MCL is not so right, bad. Right, right. Um, but they had a battle royal. They had a battle royal. For the uh, for the right to fight John Moxley at the end of the night. Okay, so and the winner of that goes on, winner of that match goes on to fight probably Hiroshi Tanahashi at the pay per view. Okay, cool. Now I'm, I I took major liberties with how they booked this thing because right off the bat you've got Lance Archer in the ring with a bunch of mid card guys. So you got your one of your big one of your basically an OG in 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 uh, AEW with a bunch of mid card WWE guys, and I'll get to that here just a little bit. But as everybody's coming out, they're filling up the ring, and out comes Keith Lee. Lance Archer's having his way with basically everybody in the ring right now, but he hasn't really thrown anybody out. He's just been he's just doing Lance Archer shit. Being the big guy running around, being a crazy big guy running around doing Lance Archer shit, like he always does. So they have Keith Lee come in, and basically as soon as Keith Lee hits the ring, they have this little stare down, like, oh yeah, two big men bumping meat, here we go. Ten seconds later, Lance Archer's thrown out of the ring by Keith Lee. And why Tony Khan does his... OGs like this is I, I never know why because it's not just this match. It's not just this match. Tony Khan lets NXT the old NXT guys, ex WWE guys, go over on his talent regularly. Regularly. Not only go over on him, get over on him. Regularly. And if I'm if I'm running a if I'm running a promotion and I'm bringing in all these guys from WWE or wherever the hell else they're bringing them in from, nobody's going over on my guys. They're not going over on my guys for a while. It's for like, a while. For right. a while, That's yeah. The key, the, for, the key word for a while. Nobody's going over on them as soon as they hit the door. They're not going to touch. They're not going to touch these guys for six, eight months. They're just not going to. But Tony, and, and as much as I think that they've done a very good job at AEW with storytelling, I can be critical of this, that, that, that AEW guys do not go over on WWE guys. Do and you that, think it's that he's just he's so quick to want to prove that he can book them better than WWE did? Because that's always the big argument. Because it always seems like, you know, this is you know my outside AEW observations. Is it seems like they get pushed really quick when they first come in, and then they fade away. Hence, you know, Andrade hasn't been used much. Malachi Black hasn't been used much. I mean, they might get some good spots. 
but they're not being pushed to the moon, let's say, like the Moxleys and the Jerichos have. You think it's just he's so quick to kind of book differently than WWE did with these people that that's why he puts them over? Or you think it's something else? I think I think you're on to something right there. I think he wants to prove that he can book these guys way, but use these guys way better than what Vince ever could. And, and I think you're on to something there. But in that same, but in that same breath, there's ways to do it and not, and, and there's ways to do it and not kill your own, your, kill your OG talent, your homegrown talent. You get what I'm saying. MJ, the, the, the pop bomb MJF had the pop bomb. I use that loosely because it's totally scripted. Uh, that he used. He did tell a truth in it. There was some truth in it. He does treat WWE guys better than the OG talent. And that's one way he does is that he lets constantly lets WWE talent go over on his OG talent because because just like you said, he wants to prove to the wrestling world that he can book the Keith Lees and the Swerve Stricklands the Brian Danielsons better than Vince McMahon did or could. Now here's one. Here's something. Here's something. I don't know that you can bet. I don't know that you can book Brian Danielson better than Vince McMahon booked him. Brian Danielson was the ultimate underdog the entire time he was in WWE, and that's why the crowd was behind him like they was. Now, this new Brian Danielson that is a badass that just kicks the shit out of everybody. I mean, he writes his own story. But guys like Keith Lee and Swerve, and now we have Ember Moon, Athena there, uh, Ruby Wright. Ruby's went over. Now, I will say Ruby has went over on most of the mid-card talent there, which is cool, but she hasn't went over on the homegrown talent, which is great. Because that's, I think that's where Ruby should be at the, the upper, the, as far as like the, the totem pole of women that you have, uh, like Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, uh, Hikaru Shida, and then there, that Nala Rose, and then there's a line, and there's Ruby Soho. I think that's where she needs to be at. So they've done right by, with her, but a guy like Lance Archer, that, I mean, you book, you bill as a murder hawk. He's a fucking murder hawk. Have you ever seen a murder hawk in action? Yes. Okay, I have too. Murder hawks are nothing to be fucked with. Small animals, small animals die at very swift deaths at the hand of murder hawks. Okay. You book this. I mean, you book him as a monster, as this unstoppable monster against everybody that's not WWE talent. As soon as the WWE guy gets in there, fucking murder hawk turns into a damn chicken hawk. And I, and I love Lance Archer. But that's how they book him. And it just, it drives me insane that they do their guys like this. I would never do my homegrown guys like this. I mean, they're even doing it to like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus too. Mm-hmm. And they're the tag team champions. They did it to Adam Page. They did it to, the only guy they haven't done it to is Kenny Omega. But Kenny Omega was so boring as a champion, nobody could stand him. Uh, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just they put all the belts on Kenny when he was the champ because they had the impact impact stuff on him. 
He had the AEW stuff on him, and he had stuff from other places too, mm-hmm. right? Didn't he have like four or five belts at once? He had the uh, he had AAA. He had the AAA the uh, AAA championship. He had the uh, AEW championship, of course, and he had the Impact World Championship. Then I want to say he had another championship, uh, but I, I'm, I can't swear to that. I know he had at least three. I can't remember, but that feels like it was 900 years ago right now, but well, I, I, you know, it, it, I can always just, I go back to the Kofi Kingston situation. Everybody wanted Kofi and, and Big E too. Everybody wanted these guys to be champions. And then once they were, they stopped giving a fuck. Yep. We did, did. We don't, I do, everyone blames, you know, Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, you know, whatever for the booking. I always, I kind of have to blame us. I have to blame the fans. Because once we get what we want, we stop supporting. We do. We do. We want to move on to the next thing. We do. We do. And and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I wanted to see Adam Page as champion. I didn't want to see Adam Page as champion. I didn't feel like he was ready. And I, and just from his title run, it wasn't very good. I didn't feel like he was ready to take that step. Uh, Kenny Omega made a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. But the only reason why it really didn't work the first go around is because nobody knew who he was in the States. And if you have him in Japan, toting around the New Japan belt, everybody knows who he is. I mean, it's cool. Everybody knows who he is. But you're still getting to learn. You're still you're trying, trying to grow up with these guys. You're still learning who they are as, as people. And putting the belt on CM Punk was just common sense. That You have to do it. You had to do it. It was common sense to put the belt on CM Punk. Right. Common sense. Where you love CM Punk or hate him, it was common sense. Put it on him. He, he, he is he is drawing numbers for you. So maybe down the road, CM Punk turns heel, which I totally anticipate him turning heel on John Moxley. Maybe the MJF situation, he gets his stuff worked out with, uh, with quote unquote, gets his contract worked out. And he turns around and takes the belt from CM Punk because we know that MJF can beat CM Punk. Now, where that happens or not, I don't know. But it's it's going to be, to see John Moxley and CM Punk go at it would be, it, it, that would be an all-time, that would be an all-time barn burner for sure. But, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. But I don't see both of them staying babyface in that match. No. No. Absolutely no. not. CM Punk will have to, CM Punk, in order, in order for CM Punk to win that match, he will have to. He will have to go to a dark place that he hasn't visited in a while. Because Moxley don't mind going there. Yeah, but wouldn't it be easier to do Mox as the heel because he could have the backup that comes in and interferes and all that shit with Blackpool? Or nah? Nah. It, it, nah. It, 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 Blackpool Combat Club is so hot right now. Uh, even even as heels, they're going to get cheered. Okay. It doesn't matter what they do. They've got William Regal. They've got Danielson. They've got Wheeler Yuta, who everybody loves. And they got Moxley. I mean, they're the hottest faction in pro wrestling because of those guys. And they and for the and and for the most part, they are heels because they do heelish things. They do they don't play by the they don't play by the rules. They fight with honor, but they don't play by the rules. They just do what the hell they want to do to win matches. But right. people love them so they get cheered. So they're baby faces, but Brian Danielson has never stopped coming out of that heel tunnel. He is still a heel. Where Wheeler Yuta comes out of the babyface tunnel and John Moxley comes out of the crowd, Brian Danielson still comes out of that heel tunnel. He is still a heel. But 
It, it, but Brian, it, but Brian is another guy. He he could he could murder. He's like Jericho. He could murder somebody on live TV and he get cheered for it. Jericho would never get Jericho. Would, no matter how bad Jericho is, he'll never get booed. Now they might boo right. the guys around him, but Jericho himself will never get booed. Nah. And so that kind of, I don't know, wrestling fans just, I don't know what to blame it on anymore, but we don't react the way we're supposed to to situations anymore. No. I mean, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. You know, we don't boo the heels and cheer the faces strictly straight down the middle like we're supposed to do. They cheer almost everybody. They may boo something that person says if they say it just right. Yeah, I mean, but then they'll still cheer that person and stuff. It's, I mean, it, it's it's like you know, that, it's hard to be a wrestling fan nowadays like, because of the internet. Well, it's hard it's hard to be a wrestler nowadays because of the internet. Well, right. It's, it, the only way the only way somebody can get really booed is either if you honestly got to have heat, like like Baron Corbin or Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins got all sorts of heat right now. I mean, I mean, he had to get his heat back after he come out and told Cody that his daddy was his daddy was proud of him. Right. He had to get his heat back. He had to and come they out. Did that great? Perfectly. It was perfect. Yeah. He had to get his heat back. You couldn't turn him babyface. He was. I mean, he was almost turning babyface. He he had to get his heat back. I mean, and, Seth's kind of in between right now. It does. I think it depends on what program he's working. It depends on who he's. Uh, it depends on who he's with. Yeah, it depends on who he's wrestling. Because when he was working both shows a while back, I can't remember who Roman was supposed to be facing that got hurt. So they started using it was Lashley. It was Bobby Lashley. So they had. Was, oh, that's right. It was when Lashley was sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was Bobby Lashley, and, they, and he was getting cheered or booed on Raw, but then cheered on SmackDown. Yeah, him and Kevin Owens would get cheer, booed on Raw and cheered on SmackDown because they was working babyface on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just the power of Seth. He's that good. Well, I mean, you could, that, that, Seth. Is. Seth is that good. Seth is one of the top five guys in this world in, in the world of wrestling today. I, I will okay. put money on it. Oh, but yeah. I mean, you got to go back and you look at that match with Cody. He kept that guy safe as hell. He did. People used to call Seth a bad worker mm -hmm. and a dangerous worker. Yep. For a point in his career, but to watch how he handled that match and protected the hell out of Cody. Well, while still making it look dastardly and devastating was just, yeah. I applaud him. Yes, Seth Rollins, there'll be no Seth Rollins slander anywhere within my earshot. Okay, None. None. I would I will not tolerate any Seth Rollins slander. I Wait, think, he's had some of the best character work over oh, the past yeah. three years. We, we've seen, we've Both seen from Seth. the Messiah to whatever it is now. We've got to see Seth Rollins grow. And... Right. When he was younger, he wasn't the best. He wasn't the safest guy to work for, work with. But as he's gotten older and he's gotten better, he is one of the safest workers in the world. He's one of the best workers in the world. I agree. And he's it, definitely and we've in the conversation. Got, yeah, he's definitely in conversation. And we've got to, we and uh, us as wrestling fans have been lucky enough to see Seth Rollins morph from some guy with two, uh, with two two tone hair in the shield to the Messiah and he's, he's fantastic and there will be no Seth Rollins slander. Nope. And another person I will not tolerate any slander on anymore because of, just because of he's a tough, he, he's a tough son of a bitch is Cody Rhodes. 
No, I'll still slander Cody. <laughs> Say what you want to about Cody Rhodes. Okay. Say what you want to. You may not. You may not be able to stand Cody Rhodes. Nah, but there I'm is no there is no denying that Cody Rhodes is a tough bastard. Tough or stupid though, it's a fine line. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a fine line, but he is tough. He is tough, and he and he are, he you know if I didn't respect him before, I damn sure respect him after going after and wrestling a twenty five minute match in the shape he was in. I mean, it wasn't it, he didn't go out there for damn ten minutes and mill it in. This wasn't one of those twenty five no. minutes. 25 minutes, and he was doing shit he would do if he if he, if he was healthy. Right. No, I agree. And you, it was a it was a damn good match. Yeah, you just can't you can't overlook that you can't overlook that, and you can't understate it no matter how much you try. And anybody who thought that that was a work is, I mean, you're dumb as shit. You're either deaf, dumb, or stupid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but. Uh, uh, that Hell in Cell match is one of the best Hell in Cell matches I've ever seen. I yeah, the one thing I'm gonna give it though, I was, I was seeing people compare Cody's performance to that of McFoley in his one with Taker, completely different. Completely different because Foley Mc... went in there and put his body on the line and did stupid shit and nearly died. That was near. Cody went in there injured and did shit. Yeah, two different two different ends of the spectrum. two different uh, two entirely different things because a lot of the stuff that Mick Foley done in that match was on accident. When he fell through the cage, guess what? That was on accident. That wasn't supposed to happen. It nearly killed him. Undertaker right. nearly shit a brick on top of the cage because he thought he killed Mick. It was an accident. Yes, Mick Foley is tough. He is legendary tough. And, yeah, but look where that's gotten him now. And look where it's gotten him now. He can barely fucking move. Right. That's why I worry about guys like Jeff Hardy and just anybody that just doesn't know when to stop or slow down. Or just change your style. But right. I mean but but for a guy like Mick Foley, he couldn't change his style. I mean no. no, there's no way. He can't change his style to a guy that grabs a rear that, that grabs a grabs a rear chin lock. But you gotta reg you gotta kinda think about it though. Mick Foley stepped away for a long time. He did. He several had to. times. He had to. Right. So I think that's the only thing that's keeping him to at least the state that he's in now. Mm-hmm. But no, no. Once he built himself into that hardcore persona, he couldn't get out of no, it. No, he couldn't get out of it. It's a lot like Sabu or any of those ECW guys. Then once right. they built, once they built themselves up in that persona, they couldn't. It's hard, it hard for him to get away from it. Right. Uh, the Dudley Boys, they done a good job getting away from it. Uh, but a lot of those guys couldn't. I mean, RVD never escaped it. Our, Rob yeah. Van Dam never escaped that. Uh, Sabu never escaped it. Sabu, Sabu to this day still has to do the crazy shit to get over. Uh, so, so yeah, once you set that precedent for yourself, it's hard for you to escape it. No, I, I, yeah, it just, it, it's kind of why I'm not really a big fan of that style of wrestling in like large doses. A little bit here and there. Sprinkle it in. Keep it keep it special. Keep it cool. But not all the fucking time. No, I'm not a no, I'm not a fan of that. When I was younger, it was pretty cool to watch like like hardcore matches and the way ECW done things. But as I've gotten older, I'm just like, why the fuck are you doing that? You can do so many other things to get over other than take a damn chair shot to the head. 
No, there should there should be no chair shots I, to the head in twenty twenty two. I mean, not with many we other things. You can do many other things nowadays. Now, I guess, you know, 46-year-old me looking back up on things that 26-year-old me thought was pretty cool. Uh, I look at it now, I was like, oh, that's dumb. I would never do that. At, at 26 well, I mean, years old, I would no do it. Though. But here's the thing, though. At 26 years old, I would have done it. I would have been happy to do it. Oh, yeah. 46-year-old me, no, no, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I ain't taking that bump, brother. I'd do it at 26. I ain't doing it at 46 for various reasons, but one, because I'm smarter than that now. I mean, even Tommy Dreamer's smarter than that. Right. <laughs> He's 50 years old. He's smarter than that. He still ain't, he still ain't doing that. Nah. Nah, no, no. It is, it, there's ways to do it now, but you no, there should be no chair shots to the head. No. Since we've learned about CTE. Yeah. Since we know about CTE and what the effects of that is, yeah, you should be taking no chair shots or very limited chair shots to the head. Now well, I don't. No, I, it's not, no limited, none. Well, that's why that's one of my biggest critiques of Cody in the last handful of years is he took that chair shot right, straight to the head, no protection thing. from Dilly. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. If it means something, if you make it mean something, then I'm I'm down with one chair shot ahead to like one chair shot to the head like a year or so. At least put your arm up. At least protect yourself. Exactly. Right. No unprotected. Right. At least put an arm up yeah. if you're going to have to do it. Right. Just, just, just don't do it. But but it'd have to be in the right context. It'd have to be in the correct context of storytelling, and you know it would have to be in that correct context. We so we need to go back and recover our CTE episode. But yeah, just no, don't yeah. do it because all the stuff that I researched for that episode. No, I mean, not, and it's not even just in wrestling, because there was a football player that played here in Kansas City a handful of years ago who had CTE, and it was right before, I mean, I don't think we quite knew what CTE was yet. It was kind of right on the cusp of learning about CTE. He killed his girlfriend, drove to the practice facility, and shot himself in front of all the coaches. I remember that. I can't remember the name, but I remember him. Belcher. Belcher. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was a that was a hell, that was a hell. And that damn was just thing. from having too many concussions from football. Yeah, that was a hell. I mean, of it's damn not thing just ever. in wrestling. That's why they've got all the special concussion helmets mm-hmm. and concussion rules in football now. And you know, it doesn't yeah. make the sport soft like some people like to complain. Stop leaving with your head, kids. I knew not leaving my head back in 1994. Stop leaving with your head. No. Please stop leaving with your head. Right. It's just it's we we know too much now with science and medical knowledge and that we don't need to be doing shit with our heads. Nah, stop leaving with your head, kids. And that's been my TED Talk. If, you, if, your, coach is le- if your coach is teaching you to leave with your head, he's teaching you the wrong way. Yeah. Do not leave new- with your head. Yeah, do not leave with your head. Get a new coach. Yeah, it's just... No. No, no. All right, so <laughs> so I wanted... So we got off a little, little off track right there, but that's okay. I want to go back and talk about here. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what, was, what we do. I want to go back and talk about the winner of that battle royal, and then we're and then we're going to jump to Judgment Day because this is the Judgment Day has got me really fired up. So, so uh, they have the battle royal. Last four in the battle royal is uh, Andrade, Wheeler Yuta, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, I can't remember who the last one was, but okay, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and um, the. Uh, 
Uh, so, um, another baby face. Say Swerve. It's Swerve, I think. I think it's Swerve. I think Swerve was one of the last. Mm, maybe not. Anyway. Anyway, the other baby face is inconsequential. So, the real story here is Andrade. Now, Andrade, they brought Andrade in as a big deal. And here I'm going to be about WWE guys and how they don't use AEW guys to their fullest extent. So, they have a chance to really, really make a star out of Andrade. And you would think they would with uh, Roosh coming in and and having that whole dynamic where they 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 basically put uh, Los Ingrenobles back together again in AEW, the original incarnation of Los Ingrenobles. But no, that is not to be the case, as Kyle O'Reilly just dumps him over the top rope. And I'm just like, there's your win. Why did you not use Andrade that way? I mean, it would have been okay if Andrade would have won that match. Because Andrade, of all the WWE guys, Andrade is the one guy that's not going over on every piece of AEW talent that Tony Khan has. He kind of seemed to be the popular pick on the internet for who people wanted to have win. Absolutely. And the one that I've been seeing, you know, well, why didn't you use Andrade? Because Andrade versus Moxley would have been a banger of a match. Oh. And blah, 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 blah. And that guy with Kyle O'Reilly, which is okay, I guess. I mean, but him and Moxley, I'm sure, put on a great match. They too, had right? a very good match. They had a very good match. But I can see their styles working real well together. Yeah, they had a very good match. But my whole thing is... My whole thing is, Andrade has been out of WWE now for a year? More? Probably more. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly just left WWE two months ago. Why in the I hell? I know it's been. Yeah. Why in the hell is Kyle O'Reilly going over in a match on Andrade? I mean, have Andrade versus John Moxley. I I realize you had that match not long ago, but shit, you have a chance to really build Andrade right here. Have Andrade fight Tanahashi. Well, you're not gonna have Andrade fight Tanahashi. That's just not gonna happen. But you have you miss a chance to have Andrade win something big, a win that he needed, and you give it to Kyle O'Reilly, who has been winning big matches. Over AEW talent, homegrown AEW OG talent like Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, for the last month now. And about the only reason I could think they maybe didn't go with Andrade is because whoever won was not going to be beating Mox. No, well, right, I'm won, assuming that Mox won. Mox, no. so maybe they were saving Andrade. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Just. Like you said, Kyle O'Reilly's been getting a bunch of wins, so let him have this and then only go on to lose. Instead of Andrade winning and then losing again, it doesn't really do anything for him. No. I mean, it... So. Yeah, um, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly had stacked wins. He had stacked wins, and Andrade hadn't been stacking anything other than, other than check, uh, check stubs. So why not have him... Or, you know, I think it would have almost hurt him more to win and then lose instead of just not winning the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Or not maybe but, not even being in it altogether because I mean you didn't have I mean, maybe you didn't have any other top stars in it is a mid card battle royal right because it's kind of like what we talked about last week who do you you know put over in a battle royal just to obviously lose to Moxley yeah and, and then you just gotta kind of pick and choose who you're gonna 
I don't want to use the word hurt, but use in that way. And that's why I kind of thought, you know, you could use Wheeler Yuta again. But like I said, but then I may I see why because they've, we've seen that match three times now. We've seen it. We've seen the progression of Wheeler Yuta trying to get into Blackpool Combat Club by fighting Moxley three different times. We've seen that match. We know how that match is going to go. Right. We didn't necessarily know how Kyle O'Reilly versus John Moxley was going to go. I mean, we knew, but we had never seen it before. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know. It's. It's kind of one of those tough ones. It's just, you know, you know that whoever wins the Battle Royal is not going to actually win later. Yeah. So you, you just know. you just throw somebody in who's at least going to have a good match, but it won't hurt them to lose. Kind of a deal. I don't think it hurts him a bit to lose, and that's the weird thing about it because the the UE lost a lot in NXT. Undisputed Era lost a lot of matches in NXT. Think about it. They they was on the losing end of damn near everything for a, a six month span. When they just before it was just right after right after they lost all the belts, you know they had all the belts and then they lost all the belts. And then right. they was losing everything. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they lost a lot toward the, toward the tail end in, in their run in NXT. And they've lost a lot as far as the team goes. They've lost a lot in AEW. Especially Red Dragon. They've lost a lot. Kyle O'Reilly's been much better as a singles than one he has in a tag team. Interesting. Yeah. Much better as a singles act. It's 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 really weird how they see. I, it's almost it's almost like they see Kyle O'Reilly a, 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 as more of a single star, as they do a tag team, and he's just kind of in the tag team right now, just to kind of. You're gonna stay. You're gonna do this until we find you something to do. Well, I mean, you got to look at how often he had to be left solo. In NXT, because Bobby Fish was always getting hurt. Well, he was never solo, though. He always had Roderick Strong. Nah. He had Roderick Strong or Adam Cole. He That's was true. Never... I guess it was more. It was more Roddy and Fish that were the tag team, right? It was Roddy and uh, it was Roddy and uh, O'Reilly. It was Roddy and O'Reilly that was that was the tag team. They were tag team champions whenever whenever Bobby went down. They were tag team champions for a long time together. Because UE started out as just three, right? UE started out as Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly. And then, okay, okay, so I got, okay, I'm mixing up Roddy and O'Reilly. Yeah, I always thought O'Reilly it, joined later. So, so Roddy. So Roddy joined whenever uh, the uh, the second the second year of the Dusty Cup. It was uh, Roddy and Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And Roddy turned on Pete Dunn to join the, join the UE. Which was a natural fit for him because all those guys are friends. Right. So this is an era I haven't quite caught up with mm-hmm. my NXT watching until this right. point. So I wasn't quite sure of the formation of UE. And Roddy became the tag team champion alongside Kyle O'Reilly until Bobby Fish got back. So I think that's when I caught up with it. I think Bobby Fish was out when mm-hmm. I caught up. And that's what confused me. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be Fish and O'Reilly that were the tag team. Well, they defended. He was hurt, and that it's yeah, it get confused me. Yeah, they defended under Freebird free rules. That's true. Yeah. So it it could be any combination of the four of them defend those tag belts. Now, yeah, I jumped in in the middle of uh-huh. all that. Yeah. 
And that's when Cole was uh, Cole was the uh, North American champion at the time. I believe that's right. Yeah, he was the North American champion at the time. And this was just before he won the NXT championship. He was North American champion at the time and was the... Uh, and when I was in the Dusty Cup finals with Kyle. And that's when Roddy turned on Pete Dunne and and become part of UV, which I which I think will uh, I think we're gonna see that all over again here in, here in a couple of months. You think so? Yeah, Roddy's contract's coming to an end, and he hasn't resigned. He's doing every job. He, he's doing all the jobs in NXT, and uh, I think we're gonna see a reun- uh, reunited Undisputed Era at full strength in AEW, and they're gonna turn on the Young Bucks. That's just my thought. Well, that's always been the thought was they were going to turn mm. on the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. When they get Roddy, or no, well, one of them was going to turn on Kenny. Yeah, well, they're going to turn on Kenny. Yeah, when Kenny comes back, they're going. Adam Cole's going to turn on Kenny, which will in turn the rest of the UE, the Undisputed Era, not the Undisputed Elite, the Undisputed Era will turn on the Bucks and Kenny Omega. That's always been the thought I've had. That's always been my long term booking for that. I mean, it's what makes sense. <coughs> yeah. Which means it probably won't happen. <laughs> probably won't happen. It always seems to be the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Probably won't happen, man. So, uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. This uh, has me kerfluffled. So, I kind of like it. Well, I didn't see it coming. I tweeted I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. It was a good swerve. I didn't see it coming. That's the point. People are pissed that they got swerved, but then they're pissed when things are predictable. But Fickle. Here, but here's I, I got to, I got I got to take it in and think about it for about twenty four hours, and I think it's panic booking from WWE because now because when Cody's gone for nine months they have no babyface, they have right. no top babyface of the company. So who do you go get? You get Edge. Who was your top babyface on Raw for the longest kind of time? Go get Edge. We have Finn Balor instead of instead of maybe building Finn Balor or. You know, using AJ Styles as that top baby face? Nah, we're going to go, we'll just swerve the fuck out of everybody. We'll have Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley join Finn Balor for no reason and turn on Edge. Well, but see, Finn wants to be heel, so it makes sense naturally. Finn has always wanted to be heel on the main roster. Here's his way into that. But you can also, I mean, AJ's already kind of had the baby face run going for a little bit, but he wants to be baby face big time again which is kind of why he was glad they were finally. I don't. I don't want to say glad, but when they were doing the split between him and almost, 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 he was saying he wanted to go back and be babyface. He was done being a heel for a while because he kind of likes to be babyface. So now you can build AJ and Edge as a good little babyface teaming up against Finn, who's building his heel character now, and you're getting everybody what they want. Well, I don't know quite what Edge wants in this situation. I think he's just glad to be around. But I think he got uh I think there are some creative differences Edge didn't have I'm this. not buying into that bullshit. You're not buying into that? No. I'm not buying into that bullshit. I think it was panic booking. I I I, I think it Edge was more had, they needed a good they need a baby. Yeah, it's panic booking. I so that's what I think is an emergency panic booking. And they needed they needed a solid baby face to go on raw and that's what the, that was their that was their thinking. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna happen from time to time when you get bad injuries. Yeah, it will. It will. It's and gonna happen. You have to. I mean, fuck. They're bringing in. It looks like 
damn dirty dogs are about to be baby faces. Yeah, dirty dogs are going to be baby faces. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to comment on that. I'm like, damn dirty dogs are baby faces. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. here for it. Uh, yeah, we'll see seen, what happens this week. But. I hadn't seen a baby face Bobby Roode in a long time. I mean, a long time. When he first came into WWE, he was. Yeah, when he first came to the main roster, he was baby face. I think him and Gable, when they were teaming together. Yeah, they were baby A lot of his really main roster run has been baby face. I don't know. I like dirty dogs and Because he came in baby face because he was facing Dolph, who was the heel. I don't know. I, I I like the Dirty Dogs as, as heels, honestly. I I think they're I think they work way better as heels. Because, I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> because you just don't want one, them. one super kick to MVP doesn't quite make them heels yet. We'll I don't see, or know. Faces yet, I don't know. We'll I don't know. It looked like they were, they were excited like baby faces during that during their mock interview. They I'm come kinda, out. They I, were excited. I, you know, heels don't have that kind of energy. Yeah, <laughs> those two do though. <laughs> Dolph just exudes that energy. He's always bouncy with his promos. Damn, but... Bobby Roode doesn't know. I mean, I, I no. haven't seen that much energy out of Bobby Roode in 20 years. Well, they've also had three months off, so. Uh, that's true, too. They have had three months off. Probably had to get well, I mean, Bobby Roode's been working some house shows, but fuck, I don't think Dolph's been. Dolph's been doing the comedy. Years. He's been doing the comedy circuit. Right. I mean, he hasn't been on TV since the Raw After Mania. Mm-mm. Nah, it's been a while since he's been on TV because he'd been, he'd been working the comedy. But no, with me, I complain every week with some friends that I text with during Raw. Because, you know, once it reaches like the 9 o'clock hour, oh, no, Dolph's not going to be on. Because he's usually within the first two hours somewhere. I'm no more typing the text. And this this is exactly what happened. Nope, well, I don't get Dolph this week. I got to, I don't get Dolph. They start playing their theme music. Nope, well, never mind. <laughs> I I put it out in the universe and they gave him to me. I thought it was kind. Of, I, I thought it was kind of weird where they placed that anyway, because you know they never have interviews out there on that little platform. You know, well, I mean, what, what's that little platform for? You know, they never have. They had a name for there. it. I can't remember what they named it, but they had some little thing that they called it. Uh-huh. But I don't remember. I mean, what the hell is that for? They never have interviews out there. And here come, and here comes, uh, and little Kevin. I call him little Kevin because I can't remember his last name. Little Kevin, Kevin Patrick. Kevin Patrick, thank you. Uh, it calls him out there, and they're out there just damn smiling and bouncing around, all kinds of energy. Like, what the fuck's going on with these two guys? Well, you never watched their dot-com promos. No. That was a lot like their dot-com promos, which is why I still am not 100% on their turning babyface thing. Because if you go back and watch some of their dot-com promos, they got put on Twitter and stuff after their matches and after the shows and that's how they are they look like two bros about to go to the club pick up some chicks that's just kind of the bouncy energy that they put out in those promos so go back and watch some of those i'll go back and watch some of those and you'll see that they're maybe maybe kind of quite not we'll see i'm okay with it though i'm kind of ready to see dolphy face again yeah, it's been, it's been a minute since Dolph's been been a babyface. I mean, mm-hmm. that's actually been a while since we've seen. It's baby been face a few Dolph. years. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he'd been he'd been heel ever since he come back with uh, with Drew. He's been a heel ever since then. That's been three four years ago. Yeah. So it's been a minute since we've seen a babyface babyface Dolph. So it, it you know it gives us a little bit of a different uh, look at Dolph Ziggler. I'm here for it. I was I I like seeing him get the pops and the cheers just because at this point in his career, I feel like he deserves them. But that's just me being. I, I, I always thought him. he, I, I always thought he had a good reaction as a baby face. 
Oh yeah. I've always thought he got good reactions. Just just because people people do like him and they want to cheer him, but I, but you know they also boo the shit out of him too. I say he he seems to get the proper heel reaction that yeah, you're supposed to he get. Does. But he still kind of has the little bit of that respect sprinkled in there from the well, crowd. That's because he bumps like a madman. Right. And people's going people and real wrestling fans respect someone that will bump. Dude's and, good at and, his job. And he's he's probably the best bumper in the business. I ain't gonna lie. Probably the next, probably the second, uh, the guy next to him would be Jungle Boy. They could bump like crazy, but Dolph, nobody bumps like Dolph. No. Nobody. But anyway, where do you see this Judgment Day going now? I mean, I know where they're going to take Edge, and Edge is probably going to be teaming up, like you said, with AJ. Although AJ is going to be completely against it at first because edge did him pretty fucking dirty yeah edge did him pretty it'll, dirty. it'll be the reluctant can i actually trust mm-hmm. partnership for a while yep. edge did him dirty and what kind of edge we're gonna get out of this now that that's that's the real question what kind it of kind edge of are we getting out of folks, this though. Oh, no, i guess this doesn't work though there's not no never mind are we getting the same edge that we had in Judgment Day, just with a different outlook? Or do we get rated our superstar? I don't think you go back rated our superstar. I don't see Not how you can. Yet. I don't see how you can. Not yet. You can slow build back to it, but you can't just flip the switch within a week. No, I don't see you. He's I don't still going to be, I think, he's going to be a, a, what's the word I'm wanting to use? He can be a tweener. No, that's not what I'm trying to think of. Um, scorned. He's going to be a scorned. A scorned babyface. Judgment yeah. Day Edge. Yeah, scorned. Just scorned Judgment Day Edge. Okay. I I built this group. I brought you all in. I did this and I did that and I did that. And then you do this to me. Well, now I'm going to be with this guy, and this guy's going to be like, Nah. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't trust you. Well, it, it's it's going to take it's going to take them beating the hell out of the Edge. Like repeatedly before AJ's before AJ will step in and help him. You, 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 you've seen that story before. Whereas, like you said, the the babyface gets kicked out of the group, or the heel gets kicked out of the group, turns babyface and wants to get his uh, wants wants to get his revenge, but can't get his revenge because he doesn't have the numbers. So I kind of wonder if they won't bring back Edge right away. They'll give AJ somebody else, or maybe not even have AJ in it anymore. Judgment Day finds somebody else. Edge stays away for a while, and all of a sudden he shows back up. Well, what side's he gonna be on? Who's he gonna help? What's he gonna do? I think I think he can slow burn this. You don't have to have Edge out there teaming with AJ this week. Well, you know, you know, if WWE really wanted to be smart about it, and a little bit of fancy booking right here, is that you have Finn Balor join. And you have a four-person group. And Seth never get his heat back on Cody. And they just all attack Seth. And Seth becomes that guy. That could work. Just a little bit of fantasy booking right there. Just a little bit of fantasy booking right there. Something I ain't really thought out until just now. It's like, oh, hey, this could have worked. And you don't necessarily have to... You don't necessarily have to panic. 
Right. Because this can work. Because you've got your number one heel in Edge. Then you have your number one baby face in Rollins. This could work. And whenever Cody comes back, you can always turn Rollins back against Cody. Yeah, and it'd be so far down, and it'd be so far down the road, nobody's going to remember it anyway. Nobody will care because it's so far down the road when Cody comes back. But, you know. Or do you bring in somebody completely new for Edge? Work mm. with. I, I mean, there's been, there's been some rumors circulating. We talked about one of them last week. That I think Cesaro is going to be Max Dupree's model man. Well, speaking of, he was they were supposed to debut him this week, but they didn't. They, well, they said Max Dupree and his they said Max Dupree and the models had uh, they had flight problems, so they didn't get booked this week. So they're supposed to be on next week. I must I must have been sleeping during that part. Well, and, and they that must have been during my nap. Yeah, it, it was it was during your nap. It was dirty day. Long day. Long yeah, day. It was a long day. I agree. It was a very long day today. But uh, I had had a little, uh, a significant, actually a very significant, couple of very significant things happened on this SmackDown. And I love, I love significant shows. And this was a significant show. Walter is your new Intercontinental Champion. Gunther, yep. Walter, whatever you want to call him. He's Walter Gunther. to me. He's Walter to me. Gunther. He's Walter to me. And Riddle beat Sami Zayn, and now he has he gets uh, Roman Reigns next week on SmackDown for the uh, for the Unified Championship. You just know that's going to set up Randy coming back at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, Randy will be back. Do we think the injury to Shinsuke is real or not? No. No, yes, I don't either. That hit to the stairs. I think I think it's all part of the plan to keep to get real separated out and make and get real uh real become a uh, solo act again. Right. I think they're still just buying time mm-hmm. with Shinsuke till he gets his turn with Roman. Yep. Yep. They're still they want they want Riddle to get become that solo act that he very rightly has earned honestly because of his work with Randy. In RK bro, he he has earned this chance to shine on the big stage and have this title shot. He's earned it. Now, do we think the back issues with Randy are true or not? Maybe to an extent. I don't think it's as bad as what they say. Right. Because there's, there's videos of him dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's videos of I mean, he's, he's he's skipping to Bianca's but music he, while he's being helped out of the ring. Yeah, but he right. but you know he, he's he's been a pro wrestler for over twenty years. I'm sure right. he's, I'm sure he's got back problems. Oh, I think everybody's got back problems. Yeah, I'm sure he's got back problems. He's been a wrestler for over 20 years. Um, so yes and no. I mean, it's kayfabe, but not kayfabe. It's nowhere near serious as what they say it is. And and we're going to see Randy hit an RKO on Roman to set up SummerSlam. That's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see at the end of the maybe maybe at uh, Money in the Bank or. Maybe a week after Money in the Bank, Roman comes out bragging how he beat how he beat up Riddle, and we see Randy come in hitting RKO on everybody that's standing, and that sets up Randy and Roman for SummerSlam. Possible. 
We'll have to see if they're ready to break them up yet. I don't think they're going to break Randy and I think I don't think they're going to break Randy and Riddle up as being allies and friends. Maybe the maybe the team is over, but as far as them having each other's back, I think they're always going to have each other's back to it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. they'll yeah they'll they'll be like that yeah. for sure. Yeah, they'll be like that for sure. And you, and you get the nice little little. Uh, they'll come back as a tag team for one time, and you get that nice little nostalgia pop out of them being a tag team, and winning. But is it really nostalgia if they're only gone for like six months though? I mean, in this day and age, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Because things just move so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's everything, just, everything is just way too fast nowadays. But, yeah, I, I can totally see it uh, being set up for yeah, the Riddle match. Uh, the Riddle match being a setup for Randy coming back and challenging Roman at SummerSlam. And it'd be for Roman's first legitimate opponent in forever, it seems like. So now, I was kind of zoned out by the end of SmackDown tonight. Riddle won the match, so he faces Roman next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, he Do faces. Do you think Roman actually shows up? I think he shows He's up. He's supposed to be gone for a long time. I think I he shows up. I think I he shows up. They heard he wasn't going to be booked for Money in the Bank. No, he's not going to be booked for Money in the Bank, and that's why they're doing this match now. Okay. Yeah. That's why they're but doing no, it now. I mean, he's, you know, well-deserved. I don't care if those titles aren't on TV for a while. There's people that Focus do. on the oh, other God. titles. There's people that do you know, People care. are thinking it's the end of the world that they're not having Roman Reigns on TV for a while. Oh, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. Just just, just look at look at the internet. The internet's gone nuts over this. They're, I mean, they're angry that, that, the TV, that the titles are not on TV. Angry. But see, you know what that anger is doing? That's going to make them dislike Roman. Roman was starting to get too much pop. I feel like that's part of the reason why he's gone now. He was getting too much acknowledgement. And I, I know he's asking for it, but he was actually getting he's, it. He's getting it. Well, here's my thing. If you build up your mid-card titles, if you build up your tag team titles and your mid-card titles, you don't have to have the champion, the world champion on every show. If right. you do the right thing with your mid-card titles, which we know WWE doesn't do the right thing with their mid-card titles. They, they have their waves. They need their wave right now. That's why I'm okay with the titles being gone for a while. I mean, you've got you work to on your tag teams. You work on your women. You work on your mid cards. I mean, just... you got to do so there. If you if you want to really push a world title, push your world tag team titles. You've never done that. You got to freaking Usos there. Nobody can beat them. I mean, I mean, who who's gonna knock the Usos off? Nobody can beat them. The Dirty Dogs, no. I mean, New Day maybe down the road. I mean, we know New Day can. I mean, what what's good to having the belts on New Day does does we? I mean, we I'm kind of excited to see. I'd like to see a unified New Day tag team champions. I mean, I love New Day. Don't get me wrong. I'm big fans of New Day. I'm a big fan of New Day. It, it's time for the belts to go back on New Day. I don't think so. I think I think the Usos. The I, I think, mean, sometime this year. Well, maybe sometime this year, but I think right now. What I think the Usos should have their the tag belts as every bit as long as what Roman has the uh, unified championship. That's just my opinion. I, I think they need to have some sort of damn 
Sean put on these belts and not change them around like a damn hot potato. And the Usos going on, the Usos, the Usos had that belt now for uh, over a year now, right? It's getting up to that. I'm gonna say it's over a year now. I know Roman's going on two years with you uh, with the uh, with the main championship. He's going on two years with it. So, yeah, I, I like long title reigns. I'm old and I like long title reigns because when you beat that person, the, the person or the team that's had the belts for 700, 800 days, it means something. It means a hell of a lot. And you've quite possibly made a superstar along the way. And this They're is... just about to the one-year mark. Okay. Because as of a month ago, it was 300 days. Okay, so yeah, a one-year run, uh, over a 400, 400- or 500-day run is a hell of a damn run with a championship. I'm down with that. That's a hell of a run. Uh, but, that, you know, this is why Cody being hurt is so important. Because Cody would have been the guy to take the win money in the bank and take the belt off of Roman, I feel. And now that's pushed back probably to WrestleMania and where he can win the Royal Rumble and face Roman for the championship. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just injuries have been kind of screwing up the booking and it's going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes it happens more often than not. It seems to be hitting both shows really hard right now. You just hate to see it with your top guys. That's... I mean, it's like it's it's like when you're watching your favorite NFL team and your quarterback hasn't your quarterback goes down with an ACL. Oh, yeah. Don't put that in the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I've had that happen. Just I had oh, that yeah, happen. Yeah. I've had that happen. You know, uh, I don't want it to happen again. I like going to Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, they're kind of fun, aren't they? Yeah, they are fun. I'd much rather win one than lose one, but they are kind of fun to go to. They'll get there. They'll uh, get there. But. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that when you have your you you have your top guy go down for an ACL. It's like having a quarterback or your top top receiver go down for an ACL. You just can't you just can't really it's just, it just it just derails you right quite a bit, and then you're left holding you're left with what we do now, and this is why we got the edge being kicked out of Judgment Day. I mean, on the WWE side, you've got Cody who's legitimately out. You still have Bailey out. You know, you've got Shinsuke, Randy, you know, quote-unquote, out. Who else am I missing? There's somebody else. Boogs. Boogs is out. I mean, I don't know he's not technically a top star, but his popularity was wildly growing, and people liked him. They, 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 were, they were getting there with him. Um, I mean, you've got Roman taking his, quote-unquote, time off, which, you know, like I said, dude deserves. you got Brock Lesnar on a farm somewhere. Yeah, but he can come back whenever. Just, I'm trying to think of the legitimate injuries. I feel like there's one I'm missing from the WWE side. Oh, I can't remember. But then on the AW side, you've got Adam Cole, CM Punk, Kenny Omega. Brian Danielson's hurt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is hurt. He got hurt in a weird way, didn't he? Yeah, he got hurt in a weird way. Yeah. And so he got hurt the same day Cody did. Yep. He did. When it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And these injuries just derail your booking and everything. And and you have to 
it's why it's important. You got to have somebody on that back burner ready to step up, and that's why that's why as a young guy in wrestling, or a guy that you know you think, oh well, I haven't got my, I haven't got been noticed yet. Well, I mean, when these guys go down, somebody's got to fill those shoes. Right. You know, be ready to fill those shoes. Work hard and be ready. And I, I think, I think because. I'm not saying that all wrestlers don't work hard, but there's some that don't work hard because they feel like they're never going to get that spot. Well, I mean, if you work hard and you show that you're ready, you're going to get that spot because somebody because somebody's got to have it. Somebody's right. got to fill that spot. And exactly, yeah, somebody's got to fill that spot. So you always got to be ready. It's like it's like Matt Cardona says, always be ready. Always, ready. always ready. And that's another guy that's hurt too. Middle, middle best run of his career. Yep. That's, maybe that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Yeah, it's another guy that's hurting the middle, uh, best run of his career. I, that's NWA world champion. I mean, Matt Cardona's had a hell of a damn 2021, 2021, 2022. He's had it going. Dude's had a hell of a run, hell of an run. He, I think he was the other big injury I was trying to think yeah. of was his. Because he just had surgery a couple days ago, too. Yeah. And I think he had dropped the NWA championship before he could have surgery. So another under- yeah, he was rolling around in a wheelchair with his neck brace, just like he was going to get pushed off the stage by Kane. Mm-hmm. Another underratedly tough guy is, is uh, Matt Cardona. Which there's a sentence you never thought you'd say in your life. Oh, huh? I know, right? <laughs> Earned my respect. I'll tell you that. Tough kid. Tough kid. But anyway, on that note, let's get out of here. I think we've covered everything. I think we've covered everything. I think we've ranted and raved enough. I mean, I can rant and rave with the best of them, but I can't think of anything else for this week. Well, I've got to get this edited, too. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And we're going a little late tonight. Yeah, we're going a little late tonight. But uh, thank you guys for uh, supporting us and listening to us and our ramblings every week. We really do appreciate it. And and, uh, we bring bring this to you guys, so don't be afraid to tell us when we're bad and where we need to grow at. Please just give us a shout. Let us know. We've been we've been rambling a little more than normal lately, but there's yeah. just been so much shit that goes down every week that yeah. you have to ramble about it. And that's a good there's thing. Just, there hasn't been a quiet week for a while. That's a good thing though, because if you right. have a quiet week during your weekly shows, you know the weekly shows aren't very good. So that's that's a really good thing. Well, I mean, I hate to get on and ramble about injuries, but yeah, injuries injuries suck, and they're a part of it. But uh, you just hate to see when they happen to happen to the big stars in the middle of that big push you just hate to see it right but anyway we're going to get out of here i hope everybody has a great week and uh, we'll see you again we'll see you again next week and hopefully we'll have more good wrestling to talk about it not we'll come up with some good wrestling topics to talk about. We'll, we'll find something we'll, we can we'll always find, find something we'll always find something yeah because we're always ready <laughs> always ready there you go there you go We'll see you on that note. Bye. Oh, we did that totally unplanned. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs>